Hi, welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined by the goofiest of goobers I know, Josh Emo. Yes, so we're here to start off our second episode. We made it. That means that means I just finished recording the first one, <laughs> and you, I finished editing it, and I put it here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar, please check out our first episode. Um, but this podcast is about SpongeBob, and more importantly, it's about looking at SpongeBob in a critical way and seeing what small life lessons we can get, and what bigger overall life lesson we can get from one episode of SpongeBob. So if you're listening to episode two of this podcast, then that means we're going to dive into episode two of SpongeBob, which is a two-parter. Most SpongeBob episodes are two-parters, so this is get probably used the, to it. You, this, this episode would be more telling of what, how this format of the podcast yeah, would be. Exactly. It'll be more, this is more typical. Yeah. The first episode is the three-parter, so it throws you kind of for a loop. But it's also the loop. pilot, so Learn anyways, yeah. check it out. Um, either way, episode two is two parts. It is Bubble Stand and Ripped Pants. Bubble Stand is one of my favorites. It's SpongeBob where he goes outside and outside of his house, he builds a bubble stand where he happily sells the ability to blow bubbles. Basically, he's just, you know, kind of like a lemonade stand, but for bubbles. Patrick comes over. He gets into some shenanigans and all all during this situation, Squidward's, you know, grumpy butt. And isn't really grumpy happy with butt. Spongebob. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, grumpy butt is a technical term. That is a television trope. Google it. Grumpy mm-hmm. butts. Okay. <laughs> Actually, don't Google that. Please don't Google that. And so Squidward comes down, kind of knocks Spongebob and Patrick for being silly and being so being loud. A- and, you know, Squidward isn't happy and decides to try to blow a bubble and finds out it's a little bit harder than it, than it looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Spongebob helps him out because that's how Spongebob is. First thing off the bat, Squidward is horrible at clarinet. I've never played mm-hmm. a clarinet, so I try not to be too much of a hater, but he's pretty bad. I mean, he practices a lot. Clearly, he tries to practice a lot, but it doesn't get any uh, better. Maybe he needs... I hear I hear you can get different reads for a clarinet. Maybe he needs like a little weaker a read or stronger. I don't know what you need. His embouchure is off. <laughs> Whoa. Big yeah, word. Yeah, big, big words. Big I learned words. that. <laughs> I learned that from other people I know who play clarinet. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But Squidward cannot play. I don't need a trained ear to figure that out. And SpongeBob, you know, kind of a gracious neighbor to to kind of build kind of quietly. And then when Squidward's playing really loud, builds it, gets it done. Simple, quick, enjoyable. And shout out to SpongeBob. I, I think one of the first note first things I noticed is like he has the side hustle. He just got a job in the last episode. He's already trying to make more money. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Josh, but I think every creative needs a side hustle. I do. And, and Josh does lighting, so I don't know if he has any side hustles. But my side side hustle is walking dogs, and it's good to know that one of my heroes, SpongeBob SquarePants, also has a side hustle, and it's Bubble Lessons. This is our side hustle. Oh, uh, we're oh, doing yeah, pod- our side hustle right now. Podcasting's a side hustle. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see if anyone, <laughs> even if it's just, hopefully, Fatima's listening. Shout out. She's our intern. A lot of people don't know that she's actually asleep in the other room. She's literally gonna kill you. She's gonna kill me <laughs> for calling her an intern. She is no. She's our intern. <laughs> she does not want to do any producing. So intern is the other label I can give. 
because I'm running the audio. So <laughs> we'll cut this all out. We'll cut it out. Cut it in post. Omar Lopez, cut it in post. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. I think some cool stuff about this episode is like it dwells in the character a little bit more. We see more hobbies of SpongeBob, bubble blowing, which is a big part of SpongeBob's life. We see it a lot throughout every all throughout the rest of the series. Um, then we look at Squidward and the Squidward SpongeBob dynamic. Yeah, you know, it's pretty important. Yep, the fact that um, that Squidward kind of values quiet, even though he's creating noise. Mm-hmm. And I respect him as an artist. Like he's trying to you know get better at his art. But so is SpongeBob. He's trying to sell his art of bubble blowing. Not to be undervalued. And I think that's the thing with Squidward. You see him playing the clarinet. That's his art. He's also, we see him in a pile of paintings of himself. A little narcissistic. A little, little there, narcissistic. But, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't have like a, a figure drawing class to go to, but, <laughs> but he could mean, draw some fruit, paint some fruit. Yeah. I remember in school always painting fruit. I don't know why that's a thing. Anything. But, but Squidward <laughs> could paint anything, but I mean, He's the he artist. He can pay what he himself. wants. Right? I'm not. I'm not going to censor him. <laughs> um, Maybe he should though. Can you imagine he's painting nudes of himself. That's a little narcissistic. That's so, I mean, <laughs> who else is going to paint nudes of? You know. I. I anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> Patrick stepping in again. I will. I'll probably say this to the end of time. Till the end of this podcast, if we get past this episode, this will probably be the end. But either way, <laughs> rest in peace, RIP. But Patrick is the best friend you could possibly have. Period. Mm-hmm. And he wants to support SpongeBob and his side hustle. He's the first customer, arguably the only customer. But still, I think it's also very clear um, with character development here, like how dumb Patrick is as a character. Oh. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I mean, and but I think it plays into his charm and just like SpongeBob doesn't even recognize how stupid Patrick is. He has all these other people around him. I mean, he just met Sandy Cheeks and how smart she is, but he still respects Patrick and him as a friend and listens to him. And oh yeah, cause it proves that you can have a dumb friend. Yeah, it's okay. And I have my dumb friend right across from me. <laughs> what a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Saw that coming from a mile away. Oh, you, saw that you still walked into it. But either way, it's it's good to have a friend that supports you. And what I think is great is Patrick's broke, just like me. Just I want to like be us. like Patrick, just naive to the world, but also supporting my friends because he gave SpongeBob, he asked SpongeBob for a quarter, then give SpongeBob that quarter yeah, to pay for the yeah, bubble. Yeah, lesson. SpongeBob, what a nice guy. He's like, here you go, here's my quarter, even though I'd made zero dollars. But he also knows a little tip to creatives out there, because I'm obviously super successful at this, is sometimes you gotta give a little to get a little. It's true. You know? Um, I'm sure actually successful people can 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 vouch for that. But I think SpongeBob's pretty savvy. I I don't think we should undermine the the fact that he gave like Patrick a loan, but you know, Squidward started to get a little interested after Patrick was a part of it. And most importantly, this is where we get some of like some famous lines out of SpongeBob and Patrick. And you were talking about how stupid he is, and SpongeBob decides to blow to show Patrick how to blow a bubble. And I'm telling you, SpongeBob, a true artist, blows the most beautiful, the most perfect giraffe <laughs> according to patrick obviously it's an elephant if you watch the episode if you haven't watched the episode it's a what giraffe. are you doing and he's so dumb and he's like 
It's a dream. <laughs> and his what I love most is like the enthusiasm of of his laugh. He's like, oh, it's a giraffe. It's like childlike wonder of this adult male just like living under a rock and just comes out. It's a giraffe. And he's so excited. And most importantly, technique, technique, technique. I wrote down the technique because I was hoping you did. It's very specific. It's very specific and some major notable things. So it starts with your leg back. You spin, you double take three times. Pelvic thrust, very important with the with the woos. You gotta put the woos. And it's two pelvic thrusts. It's one to get away out of frame and one to come back in the frame. And then stop on your right foot. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't you ever forget that. Bring it around town. You always bring it around town. And then he says though just a bunch of this's and that's. But one thing that I really notice is he does contort himself in different shapes, but he becomes a cyclops towards the end freeze frame that becomes a cyclops very important i guess for the technique and he blew a square no cube shaped bubble which i've never done let's let's step back to what we talked about in episode one is spongebob a god if he's able to break the dimension or be able to i don't know what you how would you distort, say distort distort dimensions he blew a so how do you why would you describe blowing a square bubble i don't know godlike power god like power also a school of ducks what's another thing an elephant a giraffe all the uh, uh, sorry giraffe and again god like power it's a theme it's a theme i'm calling it now i I, again i don't remember all of spongebob i'm kind of a spongebob nerd but the spongebob god will find out is spongebob a god i'm pretty sure series finale that's what you find out the narrator turns out to be spongebob Spongebob turns out to be God. Call it blasphemy. Call it what you will. I'm calling it now. That's the point. Hashtag is Spongebob a God. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. That's going to be our first hashtag. Oh, that's a good SpongeBob thing. We should start doing a Sponge, uh, hashtag per podcast. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we'll. Maybe in the future if we if we, we make it big. But is Spongebob a God? Hashtag is Spongebob a God. Anyways. So Squidward comes out and. He starts bashing on him he's like what the hell are you doing and he's like this is dumb you guys are a bunch of kids and i think part of him wants to try it he wants to show him up he wants to be better than them and so he tries to blow a bubble and like honestly i kind of relate with squidward here because you see someone else doing something and you're like i can try this podcasting easy to do <laughs> boom here's my counterfeit S- coin super easy that's one thing with Squidward, not only does he pay Spongebob, which shout out to Squidward for paying, but also him, because he pays Spongebob very savvy, decides to bite a coin. And I don't know if you guys know this, but if you bite a coin and it bends, it's fake. It's not supposed to bend. I don't know how strong. Again, Spongebob's a god. So maybe he did bend the coin by accident, but, you know, either way. Squidward, cheapskate. Can't even bother to, be paid, to pay the 25 cents to blow a bubble. Also, who... Is running the counterfeit coin situation. Is Squidward making these on his own? Is it a front for the Krusty Krab? Is he Krab? part of oh Mr. Krabs? Maybe him, and Mr. Krabs, Mafia creating counterfeit items. That or Mr. Krabs paying him with counterfeit coins, which I believe that. Anyways, Let's possibly the another theory, theories. another theory, but definitely SpongeBob got Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> uh, Mr. Krabs Illuminati. Google it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off topic. Here. <laughs> but one thing I like is Squidward's first bubble plops out, little weak bubble, 
farts immediately. Classic humor. That's comedic. Any uh, comedians listening, that's how you do it. You go for the fart joke. You go for the fart joke. That's the only way to do it. Um, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's what it is. As you can tell, we're not funny. As, we're no, trying. We're <laughs> trying way too hard. Yeah, Squidward just tries, and he just doesn't do well. And SpongeBob, gracious host, gracious salesman, teaches him. Because Squidward, like, I give him, I give him props. He does not want to fail at something. And he keeps trying. He keeps giving those counterfeit coins. But he does it despite SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Definitely. Definitely does it despite SpongeBob. And I think that's, like, one of the, the, one of the lessons that I really got out of this, the little small lesson I got, was your skill... As silly as it is, if, if it's, you know, making films, designing lights, designing lights uh, blowing bubbles, playing clarinet badly, painting nudes of yourself, <laughs> it has value. And SpongeBob, even though it's a simple thing, again, just like with episode one with the Krabby Patties, he's damn good at it. He's, he's learned the skill of blowing bubbles and he's learned the art more importantly of blowing bubbles and he's willing to pass it on and he's using it as a side hustle and Squidward is not recognizing you know game recognized game as I hear on the streets Ooh, damn exactly <laughs> so it's the lesson that art is important mm-hmm. even if you don't think that your art is that important it still can be marketed can be sold sometimes in a good way sometimes in a bad way but for Spongebob it's all pure. He's just trying to spread the love, spread the knowledge, make a little coin on the side. And how does he do that to help Squidward? Offers him to teach him technique. 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 And that's and exactly what he does. Exactly. Shows Squidward how to do the technique. And lo and behold, Squidward, out of mocking, does the technique. And what does he do? <laughs> Screams into the bubble wand and creates the biggest bubble. Quick side note. He also turns into a Cyclops. Very important. Very important. Continue with the bubble. <laughs> he blows his bubble. Blows his bubble. Biggest bubble anyone's ever seen. Or the master himself, SpongeBob, is amazed. Is amazed. I don't know, again, if that was just out of kindness. But I think it was genuine. I think it was genuine. Yeah. SpongeBob was pretty sincere. So instead of just being like, thank you, egotistical Squidward, humble, or humble brags, walks off into his house and starts playing his clarinet. Which, notably, he does start playing better. He does play better, which I, I think maybe since your art can be reflected in your soul, I think because, you know, Skover's a little salty, so maybe his, his music playing wasn't as good. But when he does come back happy, he's really good. Yeah. Not too bad. Again, yeah. I'm not a clarinet expert. It was better. It was better. More pleasing for me. But karma has a way to bite you in the ass. Yeah. All those counterfeit coins. And all those counterfeit coins, asshole. And what happens? That giant bubble comes and picks him up, and takes him off, and he doesn't listen to Patrick and SpongeBob yelling, Squidward, Squidward, trying Squidward? to help him out. Squidward. He's too busy being pretentious. pretentious and playing his clarinet until he looks out the window to be like, thank you, thank you, my fans, and sees that he's about probably like eight stories up in the air yeah, by that point. Yeah, I don't know the scale. <laughs> For SpongeBob and this giant Easter Easter Island head that Squidward lives in, but he's pretty high up there. Like almost out of the water, I bet. Like he's probably on that almost on that little island. Almost. And he just plummets to the ground. But I mean, you get what you you get what you sow, you right? Reap what you you, re- you reap what you sow, you right? Get what you sow, you reap what you sow. Yep. 
And that's how the episode ends. Well, it ends with him playing the clarinet again. Sad little. Sad little clarinet. Yeah. Ripped pants. Ripped pants. So, part two. Do you want to tackle part yeah. two? Yeah. So, part two, uh, we open up at the Goolagoon, the underwater beachfront of Bikini Bottom. More specifically, Stinky Mud Puddle. Stinky, yep, that's true. Stinky Mud Puddle. How there is a beachfront mud puddle underwater, your guess is as good as mine. We're not here to question the logic behind that. But Just call attention to it. Yeah, call attention to it. Um, when we open up, we see Sandy and SpongeBob enjoying themselves on the beach. Getting a tan. Getting tan. When they start goofing off, acting goofy with each other, SpongeBob's make cracking jokes, um, using the sand to imitate Squidward. <laughs> he uses sand to play a bunch of like little jokes to make Sandy laugh. That was the whole point. He's trying to make Sandy laugh. And then Larry the Lobster, new character. Ripped. Ripped. Goddess of a, <laughs> a, a god, god. Goddess. God of a lobster. Not here to assume gender. Not, not here to assume gender. <laughs> Um, comes along and starts showing off his muscles, making SpongeBob feel inferior. But Sandy, being the strong female she is, is also is not afraid of or not. I don't think she's rude at all. No, which is nice. It's yeah. it's nice because she's not like, oh, I want to hang out with Larry. She just thinks it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So they go off. The three of them go off to do a weightlifting competition. Um, that's what we see. The three are they're what? How would they start off with? I think. Well, I know that SpongeBob tries with the stick. Tries with the stick. I think it just it just gradually just goes up in the weight, and like you know, Sandy holds her own. She's strong, and again, I don't know how this fits in with the whole godlike power that SpongeBob has, but he can't even lift up a stick. Probably limitation. And he continues to try. He tries and tries and tries to make it more impressive. Um, he even goes as far as to ask a guy who's roasting marshmallows underwater. How is there fire underwater? Again, SpongeBob physics. Beach underwater. Fire underwater. Fire underwater. It's gonna be a running a running theme if you've never seen SpongeBob, but fire underwater is one of my favorite things. Mm. So it takes two marshmallows, try to list those on the stick. Doesn't work out. Um, but what does happen is he rips his pants. Classic. Normally embarrassing, mortifying moment. SpongeBob loves the attention. He loves being laughed at. And so that's what continues throughout the episode. He goes through different situations at the beach. Playing volleyball and honestly, ice cream. first lesson: embrace embarrassment. There's nothing embrace you can do about it. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that right there, boom, embrace that embarrassment, move forward. SpongeBob, turn it into a gag. Again, I'm sure that there's some comedic lesson there. Some one that I can't get, but hopefully right. someone listening can. Really, comedians out there. So as he continues on doing all these pranks, he he goes a little overboard during a surfing competition. Rips his pants on the surfboard, falls off the surfboard. Everyone panics. He washes up on shore in tears. Sandy comes up to him and is like, are you okay? And he's like, I have something to say. Oh, yeah. And like, also, time out. Can fish drown? Can a sea sponge drown? I know can. Sandy can drown. <laughs> but that lifeguard was a little too quick. I don't know. Either way. Continue. <laughs> These are important questions to ask limitations of this universe the limitations uh, well we'll figure them out we'll yeah. hopefully map them out by the end of at least season one we'll have an idea mm-hmm. and so he leans in he's like i gotta tell you something before i go this is oscar moment the oscar moment the light shining on him all right all right josh go for it i ripped my pants 
and not funny, no reaction, went overboard. And I think it is at that moment he realizes, like, damn, I must have done something wrong because Sandy's not, she walks away unamused. And this is where we set up for him to meet all the other rejects at the beach. Yeah, the, all the losers on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with each loser, small lesson. The person who doesn't wear any sunscreen to the beach. You ain't stronger than the sun. I, I understand, <laughs> and I come from a Mexican family. So so got some darker Mexicans out there, and they're like, oh, I'm dark. I don't need to put on sunscreen. You do. You can still get skin cancer. Apparently, fish can get sunburned too. And one life lesson. Other one, sand in your buns. Protect your buns. Don't get sand in your buns. Mm-hmm. Someone buries you. The, a whale gets buried under the, under the sand and gets forgotten. Get better friends. Get better friends. <laughs> Boom. Three life lessons right there. If you don't... if. You walk away anything from this podcast is those three things. Wear sunscreen, protect your buns, get better friends. Don't let them bury you in the sand. And then from all this, we get our first original song from SpongeBob. You get the first song. The first original song, Ripped Pants. Ripped Pants. And let me tell you, it is a bop. It's got that Beach Boys vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is very interesting for a show being released in 1998, 1999. Like, did go for the beach boys like it's not a lot of kids around that era would understand that but i remember as a kid very much enjoying that oh yeah all the spongebob songs it and if you like i said as time goes on spongebob songs only get better and better mm-hmm. um you'll see that in the future um if you haven't if you don't remember it you'll remember it when when we get there mm-hmm. and it's kind of amazing it's kind of amazing how the writers and songwriters for spongebob can can write such a good not only good write a little, good show, but like good music. Good little bop. Yep. And from all this, from the song, we learned the lesson. Yeah, the lesson for that episode. Be true there to you yourself. You can't argue with it. If no. you're true to yourself. True to yourself. You don't try try to be someone different than you are. Spum job trying to be this big muscly dude to impress Sandy when all along from the very beginning of the episode, he was already making her laugh. He didn't need to go over the top by ripping his pants or doing anything else. He just had to be himself, be true to himself, and he would it would have been fine all along. It would have been fine. Yeah. One thing that bugged me is like after a while, SpongeBob like Loki harassing people. He's ripping pants at the ice cream stand. He's ripping pants everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm I don't have that body confidence. But uh something to be careful about. Don't rip pants in front of people who don't want you to rip their pants. Right. They'll be problematic. Well, so how many pants does he own? I don't know. How many pair of shorts did he bring to the beach that yeah, day? I don't know. <laughs> and in the end, he's he's nude. That's like... The very very end of the song, everyone's happy, applauding for him. Rips that his was, underwear. That was accidental. <laughs> yeah. That one I don't... I, but I'm saying, you got that track record, it's not going to look good. So you want to dive into the overall lesson of the episode? Yeah, so I had a pretty hard time trying to think of a overarching type episode like episode theme really yeah i don't know did you have yeah. a, a good idea yeah yeah i kind of felt like i found a consistent theme between two episodes and that was um kind of hubris or like the idea of you know letting pride yeah. get the better of you mm-hmm. and you can kind of see it with squidward let pride get the better of him and it came back to bite him in the- when the big bubble came, picked him up and dropped him down. And Pride came 
to came knocking for SpongeBob. Yeah, came I mean, knocking like, for SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> and Pride came back to bite SpongeBob in the ass, almost quite literally. Almost so, quite right? with his with his underwear. <laughs> his underwear. I see what you're doing yeah. there, Josh. Hey, hey, hey. And so, <laughs> yeah, and like I definitely see it, especially with Larry, because he's like trying to show off. Mm-hmm. And luckily, our girl Sandy, she knows what's up. She just she just rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was giving into the hubris as much. But yeah, like I don't know, like I was having a hard time looping those together. But I think that's a great, great overall theme for both of them, because mm-hmm. that's once that's something that I think we all kind of suffer from. Yeah. Every now and then is don't either be... overvaluing something yeah. that that we have, and like undervaluing someone else's. Yeah, just being prideful and realizing that that does come back. Like karma is a real thing. No matter what people tell you, karma is a real thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out all the mean things that I've done come back <laughs> to haunt me. What about your taxes? <laughs> oh, my taxes. <laughs> Shouldn't have been talking about this. Um, all right. So what did then? So what did you think? If you thought it was like two separate things? Well, for me, like the first part, I definitely like I said earlier, it's just art. Mm-hmm. It's it's valuing your art correctly. It's sharing those skills with the world. And knowing that they're worth value. And I really like that. I, I enjoyed that about the first episode because I feel like you and I are both in creative fields where even they're a little bit underestimated. Um, movies are creative things and they make tons of money. Uh, paintings are creative things, also make tons of money. There's a lot of times where they don't. Same with movies. But it's one of those things that if you have a skill and you think it's worth value, don't be afraid to to put a price on it so that way you get what you're worth right i think this is especially important like i know like drawing from both personal experience like as a freelance like you have to set your own rates exactly and you that means you have to set value to what your art is and that's really hard to do it's really hard to be like oh well this lighting design for this is going to be this much like my art is worth this much and it can be really hard because you are always going to be your biggest critic. So you might not think what you're, what you're worth, how do you say, like, what you're providing, what you're providing is worth what it is. You know? Exactly. You price your art and then other people are going to like, like kind of like what Squidward did. He's kind of, he was like, Hey, I don't think really 25 cents to blow a bubble. And I feel like, I feel like you run into that. And so for me, that, that was like the big theme, but I think the hubris thing kind of ties it all together. And with like the rip pants episode for me, I just saw it as don't don't try to one up each other. I think it's such a weird it's a weird thing to do to oh, be like around contest. Yeah, yeah, big old pissing contest. No one likes that. I think it's I think it's valuable to be like, oh, I can do this, and oh, I can do this too. But I think that's a, there's a time and place for that. But I, I, again, that hubris really ties. I really like it. It like has a nice little bow. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I'm not just a pretty face. You're not just a pretty face. A lot of people don't know how beautiful you are. <laughs> <laughs> because they're listening to your beautiful voice well, but they can use their imagination <laughs> they can use, imagine imagine josh the most attractive person you've ever seen and then double that attractiveness yeah but subtract any wit or charisma just all of it wow all right thanks <laughs> <laughs> well that sums up episode two <laughs> i'm just gonna end it on that now <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut it out i'll cut it out Maybe. No, just leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> keep the struggle. But either way, keep um hashtag keep the struggle. <laughs> no, we can't do that. It's from a different person, I think. 
well that sums up episode two um yeah if there's anything you think that we missed feel free to email us at is mayonnaise a podcast at gmail.com yep find us on social media um once we figure out what that is hopefully it'll be in the description of wherever you're finding this lovely podcast you can find us at facebook instagram or twitter you can throw that in when we actually figure out just pick which one you want (laughs) we can find us at facebook (laughs) instagram put siri in there (laughs) shoot us an email let us know what you like what you think we could do better if there's anything that you think that we missed or maybe you just want to comment on what there is don't be afraid to comment below wherever you're listening to this and hopefully on itunes if you could subscribe rate comment whatever you want to do feel comfortable doing if you do like us tell your friends yeah tell your friends yeah spread the message of spongebob spread the message of spongebob and how he could help us all Mm -hmm. we all have a little bit to learn from that yellow sponge oh yeah definitely and always remember technique technique technique